everyone, and welcome to Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a podcast by three crazy college friends who thought, hey, we like reading sexy books, and let's go ahead and talk about them together. My name is Liz. My name's Danny. I'm Wiggles. And we're here to talk about everything from Jane Austen all the way through your favorite uh, up-to-date monster romance, so be ready for all of the spice and all of the love. Uh, well, a quick disclaimer, I think, before we dig in, uh, should be that this is a podcast that swears, doesn't give a fuck about what your opinion might be. Correct. Your ears are your ears. Choose to do with them what you want. <laughs> if you want to listen to this podcast, by all means, continue. If you want to go open a Bible, this is not the space. Correct. Yeah. Um, also, nothing, nothing there... against anybody who likes to read the Bible as well as to read uh, sexy, sexy time. Oh, books. yeah. No. Um, just more power to you on that one. But. Just, just don't throw your Bible at us because it's not going <laughs> to not going to do you any good. Yes. Also, the power of Christ doesn't compel us. Sorry, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and I think that gives us a pretty solid like vibe here, y'all. So, yeah. um, also the other thing, massive disclaimer: we are uh, reading books and then talking to you about them, which means that we're probably going to spoil them for you if you haven't read them. So, if you would like to read it before listening to the podcast, that's a you choice. If you're like, I don't care, tell me what it's about, and then I'll decide if I want to go read it. Uh, listen to us. Yeah, we'll go tell for you. it. That's great. But yeah, we we do have a lot of spoilers, so. And we will make an effort to let you know what book we're going to be reading in the next episode, so that if you want to read along with us, you certainly can. Yes, absolutely. And today, we are talking about, um, not The Witch You Wed, sorry, I'm laughing because I was like, and today on WWE! No, um, <laughs> today we're reading, uh, reviewing... I'm going to pump you up and you'll never see me again. You're never going to get back up. You're going to enjoy this book so much. All of that. I mean, I did enjoy the book. <laughs> okay, the book is Not the Witch You Wed by April Asher. Also, before we jump into the book, we got to start talking about... What's happening? What you reading? What you watching? What's out there in the world that you liking right now? I completely binged the entire series Wednesday in one day. I'm only on episode Was two. Was it actually good? Because I've heard such bad things. I loved it. Really? I really did. I love the first two episodes that I've seen so far. It is real good. I like it a lot. I have been <laughs> reading, or I finished reading um, Getting the Ninth by... Uh, I can't remember the name right now. I didn't prepare. Uh, which is a book that TikTok told me to read, and usually that doesn't end well, but this time it really did. Oh, good. Um, it's been, it, it was a wonderful book. I know a lot of people have complained that there's some plot holes, which I would agree with, though I think part of it is, like, the magic in the world is very loosely described because it's, like, the main character doesn't participate in it, so it just is, like, happening around her. So some of those plot holes or whatever are just like, well, we don't know how the magic works. Maybe they couldn't fix that issue with, you know, the upper, like, the powers they have or whatever. Hmm. So I really like it. Good to know. I might have to check that out. Is very good. What about you, Wigs? Well, I am finally getting caught up on Critical Role. Um, nice. Managed to good get choice. to episode 50 recently, so that's that's been consuming a lot of my attention. It, it takes a long time. It's a long haul. It is, it is. a long haul. It is truly worth it though for for the listening audience who doesn't know what critical role is because we instantly were like oh yeah critical role um it is a show that um is made by a bunch of voice actors with their it's them playing their weekly D D game 
So anyway, um, I watched Critical Role, and I I also watched The House of Gucci for the first time, which I know has like been out forever, but I just didn't bother watching it, and I was like expecting it to be this like true crime thing with this fashion twist, um, and boy was I disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, I don't know if either of you have watched it yet or not, I but it seen was it. like, it was all just interpersonal drama with the fact that they happened to be the family that, like, the descendants of Gucci. Like, that's it. Um, and then eventually, like, a bad thing does happen, um, but then it's just sort of like, oh, that's the end of the, that's the end, not the beginning. And so you're just like, oh, okay, well, that was. If you haven't seen the movie um, Meet the Ricardos... I've never even heard of it. Mm. It's super good. It is about Lucy and um, Desi Arnaz. Yeah. And Mm. kind of how they balance the life between being, you know, Lucy and Ricky and everything. And specifically on the moment where, one, they found out she was pregnant with Desi Arnaz Jr., which was a big controversy because... You're not allowed to be pregnant on TV. And apparently Lucille Ball carried very largely. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, she got pulled in um, to the McCarthy uh, Inquisition thing where they said that she was a communist and everything. Oh, yeah. And how they dealt with that and the fact that he cheated on her. Quite a lot, I get the impression. But it was it was really good. So let's talk about our authors for today. Uh, We are reading a book from April Asher, who also happens to be April Hunt. Uh, They are one and the same. The version that is April Asher writes comedy-based supernatural romances. The version that is April Hunt writes steamy romantic suspense that is involving what looks like based on the covers, hardworking men in muscle tanks. So <laughs> so she's got a genre. Um, so maybe someday we'll have to read April Hunt's books. Uh, they are Heated Pursuit, Holding Fire, Hard Justice, Hot Target, Deadly Obsession, Lethal Redemption, Fatal Deception. And uh, so that's, that's what we've got going on for April Hunt. But we are reading April Asher. And April Asher, uh, Not the Witch You Wed, is uh, the first in the the paranormal series that she's doing. The second comes out February 7th, 2003. So that's not too far away, actually. And we'll probably check it out at some point. According to her bio, she has kids, is married to a school sweetheart, and works as a nurse during the day. And at night writes us the steamy novels we love to talk about. (laughs) And that's what I could find about our author. Alright, so should we talk about Not the Witch You Wed? Not the Witch You Wed. I do believe Liz was going to give us a little overview. Yeah, so I want to talk to you about the book, eh? Um, <laughs> eh? Eh? Eh, dear? We went really northerner there. <laughs> We're in the north. It's so yeah, it's true. It's going to happen. Uh, I was prepping for like the the synopsis and realized that the back of the book actually does a pretty good job. So I'm going to read that. Magicless witch Violet Maxwell wants nothing to do with the alpha wolf shifter Lincoln Thorne, the man who broke her fragile teen heart. But when the two of them are forced by arcane supernatural laws to find mates, Violet and Lincoln agree to fake date their way to fake mating in order to conjure themselves sometime. The joke's on them, though. When old feelings make an appearance along with Violet's magic, they both realize there's nothing fake about their feelings. 
but there's an old secret and looming threats that could snatch away their happily ever after again. One thing's for sure, magic doesn't make dating and love any easier. In Not the Witch You Wed, April Asher brings all the hilarity and sweet, sexy moments you love in a romantic comedy, plus a fun dose of magic to this spellbinding new series about being sexy, single, and supernatural in New York City. So that gives you... Yeah, that's, that does sum it up. Right, well. it does. Yeah, it, it does. does. Good job. Um, I think the only other key points that it doesn't go into very much that we want to hit pretty quick is just Violet is a part of a triad or magical triad of witches so she and her sisters are triplets um and she's the oldest so she is fated to be the most powerful and then to lead the witches into i don't know not lead them into anything but like she's fated to be the supreme right essentially yes so but she's been dubbed the maxwell dud dud because she seemingly doesn't have powers so then her sister rose is going to be supreme she's the Primo parent. Exactly. So then that's her. Lincoln. Um, he's the alpha of the North American pack. Uh, he and Violet grew up together, like the book said. They fell in love when they were teenagers. They're supposed to run away together, but he left her standing on the edge of a riverbank and she has hated him ever since. Uh, and then basically the plot line is they run back into each other as adults. She goes, fuck you, you son of a bitch. But he's like, oh, but I love you. And <laughs> they get into big trouble because she is required to have a witch bond, which is like a mating ceremony type thing to help like control her magic, but she doesn't have any magic. So she's like, what the fuck this about? And then- You can't have werewolves without mating. I know. (laughs) And then some (laughs) archaic rule about werewolves is he is supposed to have a mate by the time he's 32, which is happening in like a couple months. So they're both like, what if we just like fake date so that they get off our back for a while and we find a way out of it? Which of course fake dating uh, turns into real dating and real love. Well, first it turns into real fucking. Real <laughs> sure does. Fucking. Well, I mean, they don't hate fuck, though. Like, they like each other. Oh, yes, they do. I mean, she she hates him to start out with. Like, she yeah. totally should. My favorite is that she hits him in the face with a snowball. Just. Well, I think that it's a perfect example of the fine line between love and hate. Like, I, I love you so much that the fact that you're a piece of shit makes me hate you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we find out as the audience pretty quickly um, that he left her because he was protecting her from his father. Who was the alpha at the time. Yeah, because she saw what they called a blood match, which I didn't really describe, but I imagine it's just like fighting to the death or some shit like that. Yeah. That meant that she was going to have to be put down, murdered, silenced, whatever, you know, mafia style shit. Like you do. So if Lincoln broke off the relationship, his father would let Violet live. And he also had his mistress from the time, who was a witch, curse Link so that he couldn't tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is why Violet hated him, because she was just like, bitch, you, you left me standing on the side of a riverbank when I was going to leave everything behind for you. And he can't even tell her why. Yeah. And he won't lie to her. No, he won't. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's 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 just like talk about it. I think at this point, because one of the things I do like this book, and it was the first favorable rating I gave a romance novel in a long time, because I kept trying to find ones for us to talk about, and I was like, wow, these are it's really bad. Yeah, it's kind of slim picking sometimes when you're trying to find, or it's just a lot to 
sift through uh, stuff that you're like, this could be good. And then you read it and you're like, well, I kind of enjoyed reading it, but there's nothing really worth talking about. Yeah. No, I did really enjoy this book too. Um, I kind of want to talk about Link first. And here's my reasoning. I haven't decided if I like him or not. He just seems like he doesn't have enough... He hasn't got enough, like, baggage. <laughs> like, he's just like, I'm a nice guy. And yeah, some shit happened to me, but, like, I'm still a nice guy. And I'm like, mm, but you and need problems. I know, he does need problems. He's great with kids. He's super yeah. supportive of her. I liked him. I did. But I do feel like he needed a little baggage. I think he's got some baggage. His dad is clearly abusive. And threatened to kill what apparently turns out to be his soulmate. So, you know, like, he's got some shit. Yeah, but that doesn't cause him any problems. I mean, the curse causes him, like, problems in the sense that he can't... Talk to her. Talk to her or anybody about it, but it doesn't cause, like... So he's not broody enough. Yes! He doesn't have any emotional damage. (laughs) He needs needs emotional trauma. I will say the one thing about him that, like, I was like, oh, this is where your problems is, is he named his penis Link Jr. And I'm like, mm-mm. You did not do that. Nope, sir. You did no. not. <laughs> there are a lot of moments where that where I was like, I get that you're trying to make these characters feel real to life, but that's not how you need to humble them. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I do wish he was just a little broodier, but, I mean, overall, he was a very nice character and everything. She's a bit broody, so I guess it kind of balances them out a little bit better. Yeah, she has more depth. Um, yeah. She has a lot of, like, obviously a lot of sarcasm. That's that's kind of the point of this whole book is her personality is super sassy and sarcastic and all of that. But also she has a lot of just issues with being magicless. Like, it doesn't seem like she does, but if you look at it long enough, you're like, you bring it up a lot that you're magicless. So you have to have some issues here. She has, I think she has bounds and bounds of confidence issues regarding magic. Like, not necessarily regarding herself. She don't give a shit. She is who she is and she's fine with that. But regarding her magic, she doesn't trust anything because for so long she's been kind of like put in the background and everything she's not even allowed to call her mom mom in public that's such a weird thing um but i get it i think it's a i think it is a thing her mom has a lot of issues which is so funny clearly because then you like meet her grandmother who is the current prima again prima is like the leader of the witches and the most powerful witch and all of that and she is the best character in this whole fucking book oh my god she oh god I love her so much. When she very first shows up and she says Bay. Yeah. And she's like, Grandma, never say that again. She's like, I'll say what I want. I'll say what I want. And then when she heckles her, she's like, Violet, when you say it, it mm-hmm. no. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I love you so much, Edie. She, and, and it's her whole idea that they do this. Yeah. It's, it's. No, she's definitely a puppet master pulling the oh, strings. Yeah. Like, she, she knows exactly what she's doing. Like, she's that, that old lady that you're like, You've been out doing some fuck shit, and you better lock it up. And she's like, <laughs> and like you're like, how do you halfway down the street get back here? Get back here now! Come back here right this instant. Like, so one of the very first scenes, it cracks me up because they're like in a ballroom. Violet's miserable because she hates that kind of shit, and it's it's the announcement of the mating between her sister and the um, French dickbag douchery cockfucker. Yes him he, he is he is that all of those things 
he's the French alpha and he's a dick. But so it's their announcement of their their mating or whatever. And she looks at the door and she realizes that there's a spell on the doors to alert. She thinks Christine, her mother, if she tries to leave. And in reality, it, it was Edie the entire time that had the spell. Up. She's like, oops, I can't help you. I can't take the spell down. I don't know why. I'm the most powerful witch, but I just can't. I can't do it. It's your mom. She just done. knows how to really, like, block me out. What do you do? Then she when she's like, he wants to escape with her out to talk or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. They, to go out with her, and she goes, I can't, I can't. Like, try to use it as an excuse that I can't go with you, because there are things. And Edie's like, oh, no, check that door, bitch. Yes. <laughs> she's like, actually, I created a loophole. Get out. Go with him. Mm-hmm. Be flirty. Get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. And I love her sisters. Her sisters are great. Um, I think this book really does a good job of counteracting romance books, not giving your main characters friends. And it's yes. like, yeah. she has friends, she has sisters, she's a grandmother. And I wish Link had maybe a few more people on his side, uh, but he at least has, is it Adrian? Adrian, yeah. His second in command, bro. But I think that the story isn't about Link. No. Yeah. Like, it's mostly um, told know, from her perspective. It, it does dip yeah. into him sometimes, but only really in referencing her like when yes. he's thinking about her or doing something with her i think the part that like made me like start to like this story uh, in terms of how things go with link is that he's he has all the like hallmarks of the typical like i'm the alpha wolf and i i'm in charge but then like completely lets violet steamroll him oh yeah yeah. (laughs) and like and it is even when he's like uh, when violet gets in the accident um because the paparazzi are chasing her down because they found out like ooh, lincoln thorn is with violet maxwell oh my god um and she like gets in the accident and he's like oh shit i gotta get overprotective i'm running to the hospital oh my god and he's like listening for her and then he's like is that bitch arguing with the nurse? <laughs> just stops in his tracks. And it's like, okay, I like you. I also love how she freaks other alphas out. Because, like, Link's used to it, but, like, people don't look the alphas in the eye. It's it's mm-hmm. technically a sign of, of aggression towards them. It's that you're um, challenging, challenging them. It's technically that mm-hmm. you're challenging them. And Violet gives no fucks. And Link's used to it because she does it to him all the time. Mm-hmm. But she did it to the other alphas in front and they're just like, freaks them out. Yeah. Especially it's... Pepe Le Pew. Oh, fuck. Is it, his name is Valentine or Valentine? Valentine, I think. Um, Which I can't read anymore after watching or, or reading the Mortal Instruments correct. books. Like, I'm just like, Ugh. Well, that's the correct feeling for this guy as well. Yes. So you're good. He's True. Gross. Um, I do love Rose's story so, so much because she's like, so she's the second in line. So she kind of takes over as the prima apparent who's going to take over for her grandmother, be the most powerful witch, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, I'm perfect and everything will be good. Um, and, and then halfway through, she's just like, I fucking hate this guy. I'm not doing it. I'm not marrying him. Fucking hate him. He sucks. I don't want to do this. You have magic now. I don't want to be Prima. Yeah. So there's this whole like psychological theory about like oldest daughters and they're feeling this need to like take care of everything. Like that's the role that they've been slotted to and that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
if the oldest daughter can't do it or won't do it for whatever reason, which some some just go, I don't want this responsibility and yeet out of there, that the second oldest will step in. And it feels like that, like sh- she took that idea and was like, what if I just threw that into my world? Because that's pretty much what she does the whole time. She's just like, I mean, I gotta, I gotta do this. I have to do, do it. I have to do it, which is very much the, like, oldest daughter mentality of, like, this isn't about what I want. It's never been about what I want. It's what I have to do. Yeah, yeah. So. And well, then and she, she gets that moment where Violet is starting to come into her magic and is proving to be extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, Rose gets to have that moment of, you mean I don't, I don't fucking have to do this anymore? This yeah. doesn't have I mean, to I don't be have me. To. I can go do what I want? Fuck, I'm out then. Well, and when she when they tell Edie about it, she's like, wait, you don't want to be Prima? And she's like, here's the thing. At the time, I was slightly jealous because Violet was supposed to be so much, you know, more powerful than me and everything. And then when her magic didn't appear, I was, I was a little excited. Mm-hmm. And then I have been taught this the rest of my life and everything. But, like, as she started to get magic and everything, I've come to realize I don't want any of this. I don't right. want to be Prima. I don't... I mean, I have a choice. Like, let's not. Well, it's really funny too because there is one line that Violet mentions. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know. If Violet says this thing, says or if it's just like a, a line in the book. But she talks about the fact that she couldn't be Prima not because she doesn't have the magic, which society won't let her without the magic, but because she just can't do all the society bullshit. And Rose is perfect at it. Yeah. But then towards the end of the book, you realize the fact that she's not doing all of the like expected society shit is the correct thing to do. And also her grandmother doesn't do anyway. No. That bitch doesn't do anything she's supposed to do. She oh, just no. makes it look like she is. She does what she wants. She yeah. will always do what she wants. She is on, she's the head of the supernatural council and like manipulates them constantly. Correct. Which cracks me up. Bitch, I'm the prima, don't fuck with me. But then as soon as she's like around her, her kids and her family, she's like, prima where? Prima where? I don't know who that is. Um, what? I believe the term you're looking for is grandma. <laughs> um, and that gets all up in their business. And you're like, okay, listen, 20 steps back, grandma. <laughs> you, need to, you need to chill. Oh, I really loved, there was a moment where she was like, I, the, so her best friend is a succubus. And when she's moving in with Link, she goes in and she's like raiding Violet's closet, trying to get rid of everything that she doesn't approve of, which is a lot of Violet's clothes. And so she was trying, she's like, what, according to you, I'm just not going to have any, I'm going to only have underwear. And she goes, no, I've seen your underwear. They're more suited for your grandma. And she says, like, in her mind, she's like, clearly she hasn't seen my grandmother's underwear. I saw it once, and I am scarred for life. Didn't she say she had, like, a thong <laughs> she had, like, or a something? Thong. Oh, God. Yeah. Listen, which, like, I get it. Um, there, I get that there's a lot of the world that still views things this way, but I don't, I don't care if it's the sexiest goddamn thing. You will never catch me on a random Tuesday wearing a thong. I mostly don't wear underwear. I, I don't look at you. I don't like thongs, but here's my thing. Like, I know for some people it works better than, like, full coverage or half coverage or whatever underwear. So I think it just comes down to, like, y- your body specifically, how your butt works. Um, because, like, if you have... <laughs> how that thing do. Right, like, well, if you have more junk in your trunk, I imagine your underwear are struggle to, con- like, control it, and they just end up, like, rolling up, and you get really massive wedgies, so why not just, like, lean into... Lean into the wedgie. Well, yeah. Whereas me, with this flat ass, I'm like, no, 
Don't put anything in the crack. It's better that way. I did wear thongs a lot when I was younger. Now I'm just like, hmm, I'm just going to free ball it. I bought them because I thought I needed to. In the same way that you, like, start shaving far too young because you think you need to. And I was just like, this is what hell is. What the fuck? Let me perma-wedgie myself and literally be uncomfortable the entire day. I don't know what it is, but a lot of clothes that are tailored towards women are the worst fucking thing. Oh, they're so uncomfortable. I, dresses are terrible. I hate them. I love dresses. Um, I actually really like dresses. I just I wear shorts dresses. underneath them. Yes, you have. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I wish that was the only problem. The chub rub is a faster. Like, don't get things twisted. Chub rub is, a, like, is a real thing. Yeah. They are just never proportionately right to my body. And, like, I'm sorry, but I want to sit like a goddamn basketball player. I don't have time for this, for this like, demure shit. It just ain't me. And I, I hate women's clothing. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, I just wear shorts I'm, I'm underneath my dress and, and then sit like, like a goddamn a... basketball player. Same here. Um, the problem with women's clothes in general is just, like, they're built for one one size and one body shape. So something that I'm having to learn is I have a rectangle body shape, so there are certain, like, styles that I need to lean into, whereas, like, if I wear other styles, I'm gonna look like I'm, like, three sizes larger than I actually am, which is usually when I go, I fucking hate clothes, I don't want to go shopping, this is stupid. Yeah, yeah. I just, like, to me, there is, other than dressing up a specific way for a friend, aka, like, being a bridesmaid in a wedding, there is not a justifiable reason for me to wear clothing that I'm not comfortable in. I would There's agree. There's not, oh, not yeah, one. No. Yeah, I would agree. For sure. I just, I'm very and, comfortable in the dresses that I own that I picked out. Yeah. Like, they're pretty I'm, flowy. I like the way I look in them, but I've never put on a dress and been like, yeah, I feel comfortable. I, I'm always like, I now have to put on a five-star performance until I can finally take this dress off. Oh, no. I'm super no. confident. I distinctly remember at one point I walked into your guys' house this summer, Liz, and like you looked at me and you are like, oh, I was going to wear a dress. <laughs> we didn't mean to go off on a tangent. What are we... It's it's my fault. I did this to us. Um, We were talking about granny panties. So I do have one thing to mention about Harper since you brought her up and like her going through... Harper is the succubus friend. Um, her going through all of Violet's clothing. Why did she make Harper a virgin? I don't know, but I kind of like it. See, I don't because it just seems like a random characteristic about her that has no I mean, it place. doesn't really have any standing, but they also hinted that Harper and Adrian, so that could come to be a thing. Well, if it becomes a yeah. thing, then I'm here for it. Yeah. I think that it feels to me very much like a detail that I'm going to just drop when it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. so that when it comes time for that character's book, Mm -hmm. then everybody's just like aware of what the deal is. I guess. It just feels very forced to me. Um, But that's okay. Like if it's supposed to be setting up something, I can can get behind that. Because yeah, he mentions, or they mention that Adrian is always near Harper when she's around. So I think eventually that's going to be one of the books is Harper and Adrian. Yeah, but Adrian is also all over the, like, secretary lady. Maria, Marish, not Marisha, Ma- something uh Other than that random detail, I really love, like, like I already mentioned a little bit about the background characters, but I really love both um, Harper and her other friend. Bax. Bax. 
I actually don't like Vax at all. Really? I find him annoying. Oh, I like annoying. Him. I'm just like, because well, uh, he basically, like, he serves the purpose of I'm going to be the broody boyfriend without actually being your boyfriend. And it's just, I just ugh, he's so annoying. I it's like, like him, I'm though. I'm going to show up and I'm going to be like, you, you stay away from her. Like, bro, shut the fuck he's up. He's just protective. Mm. And then mm. they got into the fight at the bar <laughs> and then they were just fine with each other. Which isn't the total, like, it's most total gross dude thing. So they yes. get into a bar fight with a bunch of, like... Drunk normies. Yeah, drunk bros who came in and were, like, flirting with the bartenders, like, too much. Um, Not taking no for an answer. Yeah. And so Adrian and Link and Bax all get in a fight with them. And then they're like, okay, cool, we gotta do a fight. We're all friends now. Like, at one point, they did the classic, like, in a movie thing where they, like turn to each other in the fight because they're just punching whoever they see and they like turn and they see each other nod and then go <laughs> to punch the next person but i will say like i i agree with violet's reaction because it's like in hell i tell you i don't have this handled i have it fucking handled Agreed. bro well, especially at work like yes. i get that in society as a whole the idea of a bartender like being at work doesn't usually come across to people who are patrons there like if, if you go to a bar and you're like <laughs> chat with a bartender hanging out shooting the shit you kind of forget that they are at work yeah they're working mm-hmm. well and it's and people don't understand that like yes i understand that like in a degree guys want to protect the female bartender because they're getting unwanted attention and everything but you also have to remember they deal with this a lot yeah a mm-hmm. lot trust me been there done that and they know ways like if they need mm-hmm. help they will ask for it right but in a lot of ways when that kind of stuff happens both like in books like this or in real life it very much feels like you wanted to do this not because you wanted to protect the female bartenders but you were looking for an excuse to exhibit violence because i don't see that same energy in the office space when dave tells the only girl in the room to go get his coffee yeah right it's like don't don't sit here and tell me that this was about protecting them that was about you and so Violet's reaction to me feels very, very valid. Oh, Absolutely. Well, and like I said, she's a female bartender. Like, she deals with it on a daily basis, I'm sure. She can handle it. If she can't, she will get her boss. Right. Who is a vampire. And a nice guy. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, he kind of thought he was a jerk a little bit there. And he's like, no, he's not. He just doesn't like you very much because you got his <laughs> bar destroyed. Exactly. Wouldn't like it either. Yes. Uh, Just a small PSA for anybody who's listening. Be nice to your bartenders. Yes. They are at work just trying to make money and like... I motherfucking tip them. Oh my god. And your phone number is not a tip. Nobody fucking wants it. Stop it. You are not going to get a date with your bartender or your waitress, server, whatever. If you are, it's an extremely likely thing. They have to be nice to you. Well, they don't have to. It is their job to be nice to you and also gives them money because then you tip them more Mm -hmm. because they were nice. So back to the book, though. Um, I did that transition but didn't have anything to transition to. Let me me move this conversation to nothing. (laughs) Okay, but no... um, I'm just scrolling through my notes here. Um, one thing that I do love is Violet is another curvy girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it is not like a defining characteristic. It's just like, oh, she's got some curves. And that's yeah. hot. 
The only, well, the only people who who note it are people that have already proven themselves to be problematic anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's people like her mom who are just like, why are you like the worst fucking Oh my mom? god, she's terrible. What is your yes. life? Which is so interesting, like, how terrible she seems to be, whereas her mother, Edie, seems to be the absolute best. Yeah. So where... Where and did this happen? Where did where did this go wrong? And clearly the girls were raised very much by Edie because... It feels like it. Christine is awful. I feel like there's got to be more backstory coming in future books or something like that because you, you can't... It's not kind of difficult to understand why she's so awful. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that does come up. Like, it almost makes you wonder if, like, the match that she had with their father was like a forced one and so now it's like a misery loves company kind of situation well yeah because it was her idea also for rose to marry peppy law fuck face because her mom just cares about not not just cares about but it seems extremely important to her the social like, standing social standing social climbing all of that which seems again very weird when she was born to high society with her mother being the prima being the prima so it's like why do you care so much and she maybe she is like hope maybe it's like a charles situation oh like God. A, i guess he's now king charles or she's like will you die so i can become prima she would never be the prima though has to be no has to be a triad no yeah i don't know it's just yeah it's weird but that's the other thing but... like so yeah she's the daughter of the prima she birthed the next Prima. You got a good social scan- standing, hun. Calm the fuck down. Maybe the triplets just ruined her hoo-ha and she's never been happy since. I mean, it's possible. Or maybe, like, <laughs> having Violet not be magicless created some weird fucked up thing in her. Maybe. Well, because I also I don't, don't I don't think the other two have to call her by her first name in public. No, I don't think so. I think it was only it's, Violet. It's a, it is about Violet. And well, I think the moment where I'm like, wow, Christine, you like really stepped up to the piece of shit Olympics here, um, is when Violet's like, you know, admitting sort of accidentally to the fact that she's dating Link. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, um, no, <laughs> that's a really funny joke. Oh my God. I didn't know my daughter was funny. <laughs> You're so weird. Yeah, she basically laughs in her face about it. And it's like, hey, fuck you. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, she was dating him before. Were you not aware of this? Or do you think that because she doesn't have magic or because she's gotten older or whatever, that like she's no longer desirable to the very same person? I think she probably didn't notice when they were in high school. Edie did. Yes, we know Edie did. She mentions it. Yes, Mm -hmm. but I don't think... I think the moment that Violet's powers didn't manifest, she was done paying attention to that child, except for to order her around. Mm -hmm. Which Yeah, she's a piece of work. She's a piece of work. Oh, God, she's the worst. And I think it's interesting that how downplayed that is throughout the book. Mm -hmm. Like, the things that she does, you're like, motherfucker, what? And then Violet's just like... Another Tuesday. Whatever. Well, it makes sense, though, if you've been dealing with a situation with your parent for as long as Violet's had to deal with it, which is at least 15 years, you have to assume, mm-hmm. based on her age. more. I mean, probably she was up her ass about, you're going to be the prima, yeah. before yeah. she found out she wasn't, right? Yeah, and there just become... probably was a big like whiplash from all of the attention to nothing. And it, mm-hmm. you can just become so hardened and callous to that shit, especially when you can't escape it because, like, you're always around each other and mm-hmm. you're trying to play nice for your sister's sake or your grandmother's sake or your dad's sake. Like, poor Violet. Like, how did she end up like that? How did she end up being so, like, 
just strong and sassy and fuck everybody else. I'm going to do what I want after all that shit. I don't know, but I love her. She was treated like shit, and that was her response, was to become a very sarcastic, snarky person. And I love that for her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because her, God, her sense of humor. I love it so much. Yes, this book is very funny. I think it's interesting, too, that that sort of manifests into her sort of, well, eventually being in charge of this, like, essentially the Boys and Girls Club only for super people Mm -hmm. organization, and, and... for no other reason than that's what she wants to be doing. Like, she's just purely there on taking care of business. And volunteering. She doesn't work there. She doesn't Correct. get paid. She just no. volunteers. Well, she does, mm-hmm. I think eventually she does end up probably getting paid because she ends up taking over when they fire Fuckface. Uh, yeah, the director mm-hmm. who enjoys playing golf more than actually doing his job. Yeah. Well, and I gotta say, that is a fantasy right there, to have somebody just swoop in and be like, this fucking idiot you've been having to put up with at work for however many oh, years. God, it'd be great. Gone. They're over. I will say, We're done with them. Yeah, I will say Link does fall into that typical guy, like, real thing where they're like, oh, a problem? I must fix it. I have mm-hmm. to fix it. Which, I mean, is sweet in a way, but unnecessary. Condescending in another. Yeah, that too. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I thank you for wanting to help. But helping doesn't necessarily mean fixing the problem. Exactly. I had to explain that to my husband several times. I don't think he's quite got it yet. He's working on it. He's working on it. You know, it's, I mean, I get it. Because I think that way a little bit more than a a lot of the people around me do too. Where I'm like, well, why don't we just fucking solve this? Like, why does this have to be a problem we wallow in? And that's how it can really feel. Where it's like, okay, I get it. But here are ten solutions. Yeah, no, I've been there too. And then the, the person you're talking to is like... Yeah, but I'm just, I don't know. It's like, oh, then go talk to someone else. They, and so I, I do get. Well, and the three of us are fairly logical people, too. So we do try to fix things, but. Well, it's not even, it's not even so much logical. It's also practical. Yeah. We're very like, this is what it is. You've got option A, B, or C. They all suck, but pick the one that sucks the least. It's true. Wiggles, you have summed but... up our relationship. <laughs> Yeah. that sucks the least sometimes though like i just I think that might want... be a millennial thing though no that's true sometimes <laughs> i just want to bitch about it though oh yeah like, don't no. get me wrong i'm gonna yes. solve a problem like tomorrow but today i want to bitch about it oh yeah absolutely tomorrow we can fix it i usually well, and sometimes things have long-term solutions right yeah. like you're like i still gotta deal with this situation until it's all the way solved so you're like i'm still gonna bitch about it because I'm stuck with it today. I usually will ask you, just be like, okay, so what are we going for here? Do you want me to present options or do you just want me to listen? Mm-hmm. I don't usually need options. I just need somebody to listen. And you don't even have to throw in comments, man. You could just stare at me like I'm a crazy person and that's fine. I mean, I usually do. You've never shared it I know. <laughs> I love you too much for that. You just don't know my face that well. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and so, what should we talk about next time? Oh, I like that you had a transition this time, but then just decided to say, fuck coming up with anything to say. I'm well, just going to transition just, back to you guys. Because I don't know. Well, I, I, I do have a couple things to say about the book as a whole, because we talked about the characters. We kind of loosely talked about the plot, though, to be honest, the plot, like, it exists. It is there. 
But like, but it's not important. It's really not that important. And I think the thing I like about it is the situation is very dire to the characters, but for absolutely nobody fucking else. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, tell me about all your problems, but whatever, the world's still going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes it a really easy read, which is why I like this book. It is what it's telling you it's going to be. And mm-hmm. I don't know how many fucking books I've read where you're like, oh, this seems like X, Y, Z. And then it's like, nope, we are not that at all. Yeah, and you're like, that wasn't yes. what I wanted. No, this book tells yes. you it is romance, it is lighthearted, it is sassy and supernatural in the modern New York city. And a little bit of enemies to lovers. I love an enemies I to do lovers. Love an, it's not a true enemies to lovers. No. It's more like frenemies to lovers. <laughs> yes. Because she hates him at the beginning. She does, but... He's still I do I do love that up. like we're kind of introduced to Link by him going like oh look at that hot tay over there and then he's like no god damn it no no at her you could have had anybody and it's her and then he's just like well but I do love I don't her. mind it I guess well so the one thing we haven't talked about is there is that classic like inner wolf thing mm-hmm. with him so like mm-hmm. the supernatural or a shapeshifter-y inner animal and his wolf is like it's that lady and it's he's her. like it can't be that lady and wolf is like no it's no, that, that lady you gotta get that, that one. one i'm pretty confident and her magic <laughs> does that too yeah that is true mm-hmm. because in yeah we haven't talked about her magic as it manifests yes uh Sparky, if you yes, will. they call she calls it Sparky. In this book, unlike many that I've read that involve witches, their magic is kind of an entity of itself. Mm-hmm. It it's very much like the the inner wolf. It is a part of them, but separate as well. Yes. And it kind of from the beginning is kind of like him. Well, and him. she doesn't pick up on it because it manifests or like grows larger whatever they're together especially whenever they start doing like the sexy times um and it's pretty because it's purple and sparkly i know i want perfectly sparkly magic she has purple eyes and i like that a lot are purple eyes a real thing i've always wondered this because there's so many books where people have purple eyes and i'm like are there actually people out there with purple eyes no um, i think they're very they're like a variation of like a bluish gray. Yeah. Like people call them violet eyes, but they're not really. Mine. It's just people trying to feel special. <laughs> Mine can shift to a like, you know how like people with hazel eyes, their mm-hmm. eyes shift. I have very, very dark blue eyes. And in certain lights, they look purpley, but it really depends on the light. And most of the time, no, they're blue. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, I still want purple sparkly magic. And I mean, yeah. I don't need it to do anything. Like hers is pretty powerful. She's out they're like knocking people out and like doing all sorts of shit and i'm just like i would be totally happy if i could just go Peh! and like little puffs of magic came out she puts out a fire yeah do we know what caused that fire so there is a they're, they're having a, a benefit for her boys and girls club or something and they send the kids over to like an adjacent building so the kids can have a party and then the adults are having like a gala Mm-hmm. And the, the building with the kids starts on fire. And she and Rose go in and Rose tries to stop it with her magic, but isn't strong enough. And then Violet does stop it with her magic. But do we know what caused the fire? No. Okay. No, it feel, feels very much like a, a Maybe it'll be explained in plot the, device. Well, and it could also be explained in the next one. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a people plotting against them because, you know, because... Thorn Industries has now bought, you know, is their biggest contributor and everything now. Mm-hmm. It could be Dick Face McGee well, that's that got what fired or something. 
I thought it was going to be some sabotage, and then it just never happened. So I'm like, well, maybe it's just an accident. But it felt kind of sabotage at first. Yeah, it did to me, too. All right, so should we talk about some sexy times? Sexy times. There's not a ton in this book. No. But there's a lot of, like, steamy moments that aren't quite sexy yes. times. Like, the, the after the bowling alley... The- being a really good example. The bowling alley like, is Like, honestly, that's one of my favorites. The sexy time after the bowling alley yeah. was one of your favorites, or the actual, like, bowling alley end after? The whole yeah. the whole thing. Like, I love how he's like, guess what? We're going on a date. And she's like, ha-ha, I am not fit for an IHOP, but okay. Um, and he's like, cool, I guess we're going to a bowling alley then. And, like, that, that alone was cute, because it's like... Obviously, this is somebody who has, like, power and influence and, and all of that. And there's an expectation that he's going to take her to some fancy that run, you know. And then there's the fact that he just was like, yeah, I'll roll with it. I don't care. I just want to spend time with you. That was cute. It was really cute. And I also like that he was like, well, I don't want... <laughs> like, it was the cutest thing where he's like, I don't want our first makeup kiss to be in a bowling alley. Well, I don't think it was the bowling alley as much as with people looking at us. And I don't want yeah. it to be, like, right. for their right. entertainment. Yes. A bowling alley's got to be one of the perfect places to go on a date, though, right? Because there's an activity yes. that keeps you involved and in moving forward. Yes. But you can have conversation around this activity. And he put their names yes. as Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf, which is just fucking cute. That's so cute. It is cute. Fuck. I could hear what was going on in Violet's head without ever having to, like, read what was going through her head afterwards when he's like, no, we're not kissing here. This isn't going to be the thing. Because I was just like, yeah, like, that, I would feel the same. I would be like, oh, shit, rejected. Rejection. <laughs> hmm. He makes up for it at the Which door. Which never feels good. Yes, he, he does. Oh, he makes up for it at the door. <laughs> yes. I also love that they go camping. It's one of my favorite things to do yes. in the world. And nothing sexy happened when they were camping. They were there with, like, the kids from the Boys and Girls Club and everything. But it was cute. And, like, she completely, like, burnt the crap out of a marshmallow and, like, was forcing herself to eat it. Cause... Okay. I don't think she was for- Maybe she was forcing herself to eat it. I don't care. That is the correct way to eat a marshmallow. It is not. If you are going to roast a marshmallow, you need to get the outside nice and, like, black. So you pull the outside off and you eat that as a crispy bit, and then you have the ooey-gooey inside bit. No. And you got two bits then. No. Golden toast the marshmallow. You can still pull the outside off, eat the little crunchy bit, and have the gooey middle bits. You are both wrong, <laughs> first of all. If you're going to roast a mallow, number one, it is you were roasting it with the priority of it becoming a s'more. Yeah. That's no. number one. Number two, you want it to have a black brownish crinkle on the outside so that when you take it off your stick, you've got the almost still a little bit solid on the inside, so you've got something strong enough. You've got a foundation for your s'more. No. So that when it touches the chocolate and it touches the gram, it can still stay together. And then you get the oozing out of your crinkly, crackly black No, you can't leave the inside not cooked. Like, the whole point is to (laughs) cook it over the open fire until it gets soft enough. And then shove that thing right in the flames until it burns to a crisp. And then you put it in your s'more. I don't want to eat charcoal, (laughs) thank you. It's delicious in how I want to eat them. Um, 
Listen, a little bit of, of burnage is good, but what you're describing is carnage. Yes. Those aren't the same thing. That's what I want. I want them golden toasted. I want to taste campfire in my s'more. That is the one thing that nobody seems to replicate when they make s'more like treats or fucking cereal or cookies or whatever. No, you need the smokiness from the wood. Yeah, you need it to taste like a campfire. (laughs) I, I mean, the the only way to get it is a campfire. Like that's it. That's the whole whole thing. Anything else you do is just a fool's errand at that point. So when they went camping in the book, it's stupid. It's stupid of me, but I was, like, giddy excited. Camping is one of my favorite things in the world to do. I love camping. I have a great time camping. I love doing a campfire. I'm weirdly good at starting them. And I I got stupid excited. I'm like, they're going camping. They're going camping. I want to go camping. It's too cold. Uh, the one thing I didn't like, and this seems to be a, re- a repetitive thing, is she'll lead up to a scene and then just kind of, like, skip to the next scene. And I'm just like, okay, you need to take mm-hmm. a little bit more time before you skip to the next scene. I needed more meat to the scenes. Yes, and that was mostly with the romance scenes, too. Like, yeah. they, she mentions mm-hmm. a few things, and then they kind of skip to the next day. And then they're like, wow, that was so good. It was good. so good. <laughs> like, they, Do it to me like they mention a Violet Buffet in the morning, and you're like, we didn't get to there was no buffet. buffet. I didn't see no buffet. There was no buffet. At best, there was no omelet section. There were no waffles. Nothing. It was cereal. It was... Cold cereal with only 2% milk available. And you can't sink your teeth into that. No, that's, that's weak shit. It's definitely a, a no. medium sexy time thing. But there was a lot of, like, intentioned glances and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was Very a lot slow of leading burn. up to it. And yes. I'm like, and then we, then it's like, yes. okay, now we're at the sex scene. And now we're done with yeah. the sex scene. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Hold <Hey>. on. <laughs> I wasn't done with that. <laughs> Rewind. Wait, wait, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Uh, well, I also love that there was all this lead up. There was going to be some biting on the ass. There was no biting on the and ass. There was no biting. There was no biting on the ass. I'm very sad about no biting on the ass. I want a little ass I bite. I promised a lot of well, ass biting, even, and there was zero They percent. even made a joke about it, like, when they were having sex in his apartment. And I was like, you could have just, like, done it. You could have, yeah. like, written it in that he yeah. was like, okay, you that want me to bite you on the time ass? to be and like, does it. chomp. Chomp, yeah, chomp. And, although, I have to say, like, if done wrong, move <laughs> <Because. laughs> Oh, yeah, instantly. <laughs> just simply like, ow, son of a bitch. I'm goddamn bleeding down there. You have wolf fangs. You know this, right? What the fuck? We're done. We're done. Get out. <laughs> oh, lordy. It's very much a slow burn, but I did yeah. really enjoy. It was extremely cute. Yes. And that... Like, in a good way. It was that cute, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, I want to keep reading it, kind of cute. Yeah, I got a lot of giggles out of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, it's just, I, li- I liked it a lot. I also really liked that while the connection between her and Link was sort of the catalyst for her magic coming back, uh, Link was not the reason she had magic, or it wasn't the reason that all of her problems were solved or anything like that. No. It's more that he pushed her emotions enough for her magic to be like, hey, hey, I'm here. Mm -hmm. It's not so much that it was him, it was that she shut down her emotions so badly Mm -hmm. after they broke up, or after he ghosted her the first time, that her magic never really had the option, I don't think, to break through. 
Well, I think it should have shown up even before that because they were well, like mm-hmm. seniors in high school or something. But I, th- one of the first times it shows up, and, and the first time it shows up like in a big way is when she's dealing with that guy who's trying to like assault his girlfriend in an alleyway. Mm-hmm. So you can you can tell mm-hmm. that while Link was there, that was not the reason shit was no. happening. It brought out her protective nature, yeah. essentially. And they really kicked off the cute with that too, because she, you know, she hits Link and with her magic and then has to like get help to, to wake yeah, him she up. She knocks and, like, his ass course, out. Bran is like so in order to wake him up, you have to cuddle with him? Right, like... I don't know. That's just what the spell says. Like, I can't I can't do it. it. It's your magic. You need to reverse it. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, that can't be real. Otherwise he's dead. Bitch, that can't be real. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. It's crazy. Like, it, 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 you have to be touching in multiple places. Oh, she's totally like, a polymath. I love her so mm-hmm. much. She's just like, oh, hmm. No, I know things. I know things. Because she knew. Mm-hmm. She knew when they were in high school. She told yeah. his father. That's why his father... One mm-hmm. of many reasons, but yeah. Well, yes. For sure. So such dick about her. Yeah. He was a dick about many things, but... Which is why I think, at the, like, she already was deemed the, the Maxwell dud. Because mm-hmm. if she was, at that point, the supposed prima yes. apparent, he'd be like, yeah, go get whatever social standing you're going to get out of this. I just think that maybe her magic would have started to manifest sooner had oh, she yeah. not, like, shut her emotions down so hard Probably. after mm-hmm. that. Because it's all linked with her feelings and everything. And she kind of was like, nay, nay. Nay, nay. <laughs> One of these times, instead of magic, because it happens a lot in books, movies, whatever, instead of magic being associated to emotions, I want it to be associated to somebody's, like, fucking logical side. Like, it's not until they have to solve, like, the biggest puzzle in the world that they're just like, huh, magic. God, I'd love that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you'd write that, but... I feel like that would make things go very haywire when you're drunk. Most people lose their logic side when drunk. Right. Well, what I'm saying is, like, like, when you need more logic, that's when the magic shows up. Yes. Mm. I think it doesn't, like fully fall in line with the whole emotion impacts it thing because sometimes your like your emotions make it worse yeah. right so your logic could then you'd have to find a way for you to rationale that your logic could make it worse and it feels very much like a superman origin story or not superman a spider-man villain origin story <laughs> <laughs> like i can now use my intellect but i'm going to use it for bad now it's just that's what it does now sure because i used it too well too strong um but you know i do think given that this story feels like it took a few things from charmed i'm surprised that's not one of the stories that's referenced or, or one of the shows or whatever that's referenced at least a little bit more. It's like, the power of three will set us free, except we're, we're not gonna, actually going to say it. Oh, oh. But also they have to be three witches. I never watched Charmed. <gasps> or Buffy, I for that matter. I guess we know what we're going to do with Danny. Or Buffy. <laughs> yeah, I never watched Buffy either. Um, so here's the thing. If you're going to watch Buffy, I would suggest watching the first season, but remembering that the first season is kind of like, almost like the entire first season as a pilot instead of just like the first episode so Mm -hmm. you kind of be like okay we'll get through it i think the first season's only like 13 episodes so you're fine and then you get into the second season you're like okay is it picking up all right it's starting to pick up and then you're like what third season hot damn no the second season i mean the third third season's great but second (laughs) season second season 
Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, those are the, the yeah. two best. I also haven't watched all of Supernatural yeah. either. That's okay. I've only gotten to, like, season that's 10. That's okay. Uh, I don't I don't know what the point is uh, after a certain yeah. level. I, I don't know if they knew what the point I was. I have... I don't think I've even watched through season one. Season one is very monster okay, of the week. See, when you say I haven't watched all of it, I that that sounds to me like oh, I, I watched like six or seven seasons out of the fifteen. I restart shit a lot because my brain can't do it. Um, for instance, I was twelve seasons into Grey's Anatomy two days ago. Ask me which episode. I'm Look, I think there's a part of you that needs to, like, limit George. the amount of Grey's Anatomy you can watch in a year. I, I feel like it's going to have an impact on your brain. I missed George, so I restarted the series. I just, I think, like, you need to allow yourself only, like, ten seasons a year can you watch. Now, that could be ten rewatchings of the first season or one through ten. And then just be like, okay, now I need to watch something else. I just... I work from home, so I throw things on a lot. The look on Danny's face says, no, Liz, that will not happen. And I'll have you know I'm starting from the beginning tonight when I leave. <laughs> I started from the beginning yesterday. I don't rewatch things very often. I'm just like, cool, next. I rewatch things a lot because my brain finds comfort in the, the normal. Yeah, in something so like, that you're already familiar with. I get yeah. that. So, like, Wednesday, I will watch Wednesday a million and a half times. All I'm saying is Charmed, if you like cheesy, is the show for yeah. you. It's so <laughs> cheesy in the best way. And it's very I addictive. think Charmed is easier to start than Buffy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get into it quicker. Um, but when a certain vampire be- does a thing at the end, middle of the end of season two... And then you you slowly die inside. And then the end of season two, yeah. you really die. And then the beginning of season three, you're still dead. And then you're raised from the dead yeah. and killed again. And then you get to the <laughs> end of season three, and you thought that you'd been resurrected once, and you, then you really discovered that it can happen twice. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I let's be honest. I am a movie baby. I'm not. I'm not watching movies. Not I, here for it. Movies and shows, I I am a wiener. I ball at the drop of a hat. I cry like a tool. Not this one. Uh, it, it, I have, a, I have like a list. I have a roster of movies that have ever made me cry. And so when I need a good cry, I'll be like, which one's going to work this time? Because I need to cry. Um, oh, it doesn't take it's, much for me. It's, it's a short list. I, um, it's so much so that I apparently have now conditioned two different cats because Radar used to do this, he has passed, mm-hmm. and now Arya does it, that when I get, like, to the ugly cry mode, they bite me. Like, it's almost, like, to restart Enough. me. Yeah, like, Radar used to do it where he would come <laughs> up. I just, the one I remember the most was I was reading um, Harry Potter and the um, Order of the Phoenix, and Sirius mm. died. That'll do it. And so I'm ugly crying. And it's not even the moment where Sirius died. It's the confrontation in the office with Dumbledore afterwards. Like, all the yelling and shit and throwing of things. I'm bawling. Hysterically. Sobbing. I don't cry in books. I do. And Radar was literally sitting in front of me, like, staring at me. And then just, like, just struck out like a snake and bit me. And, like, it it was almost like it restarted my brain. I was like, what the fuck? And Arya did it 
the other day when I watched the Spider-Man. I was like, how? You, no, Radar was not alive to teach you to do this. What the fuck? Yeah, my cat does not have that reaction when I cry. She's usually just like, you're making a lot of noise. Um, <laughs> so if you can get it together, that'd be really nice. My crying, if I'm going to cry at like some sort of media is like, all right, cool. That lasted one whole second and now we're done. Like, my body just rejects emotion. And even if it is forced out of me by something else, it's just like, get it together or don't cry. Oh, yeah, no, my body does emotional damage. I don't like crying in front of other people. So if if other people are around, um, there's, like, maybe, uh, like, 0.1% that you will will see me crying at a movie. Like, I'll just be like, willpower activated. (laughs) I don't know pain. <laughs> That's true. Pulling us back on task. Yes, I will say this. Um, one of the moments that feels the least <clears throat> genuine and real to me, and maybe that's because we're all fucked up, um, is the, like when they're like basically, they're like, break up recovery mode. I have the boozy ice cream and we're all going to sit here and cuddle around you and make you feel oh, better. Oh, yeah, no, that would never and happen. And I'm just like, ugh. We'd be like, bitch, here's a shot glass. Here's the booze. Let's fucking, like, get it out. Get it out of your system. This is how, this is how our night's going yep. down. Get the cards out. We're going to be playing cards. I brought snacks. Like, not ice cream. I bought a pizza. And we're just going to do this. Yes. I mean, I'll bring ice cream to any event. Um, especially if I can mix it with alcohol. But I, yeah, no, it didn't, it felt really, like, not fake, but just like, oh, that's what other people do. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like vibe. Yeah. That is not our vibe. Our vibe would the, be like coming over and kicking you and be like, no, come thing. on, let's go. Up. Yeah, I'm really good at like distraction. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're having a problem. Yeah. We're not going to deal with it. Instead, I'm going to bother you until like you're thinking about something else. Here's some booze. Here's some Red yes. Dead Redemption. Let's do this. Because oh then I get to like, shoot It's just, it feels like it's probably a lot healthier what they're doing. But I mean, like, I'm... Probably, but... probably. Like, hey, I'm going to make sure you feel loved and supported as opposed to, all right, jackass, get it together. You've been crying for too long. Yeah, but that's long. how I feel love and supported. Like, something has to be really <laughs> fucking wrong if you're coming to me like, okay, we need to, are you okay? We need to talk about this. Like, what's going on? Like, I feel love and supported. Right, the are you okay is an insult. It really like, what is. What bro? Of course I'm fucking okay. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> and now I'm angry at you. I just, like, I would feel my way of being loved and somebody else's way of being loved are, are different and that's okay. Yep. But if you ever come to me and you're like, Liz, do you want to talk about it? Here's some ice cream. I'll be like, bitch, you know. i like... Get the fuck out of my face. I'd be more like, hey, what Liz, here's some fuck? tequila. Spill. I'm not saying shit. I don't talk about things. Yeah. Like, we grew up in the Midwest. We don't talk about shit. I mean, that's true. We don't. Which is really unhealthy. No. Don't do it's that. It's really unhealthy. Don't, don't do, do that. that. We're super At emotionally best. stunted. Yeah. I don't no. think I'm emotionally well, stunted. I, I have to say, that's definitely, I, I, I think, well, I can't speak for anybody else. But I think that the most most of the Midwest is emotionally stuck. Yeah. I don't think we know how to emote in a healthy way. Oh, all. no, I can't emote, like, but I understand my emotions very well. I spend a lot of time, like, internally reflecting on how I react and interact with things. Um, but I just don't, like, the, 
I spend a lot of time suppressing my emotions. Yeah, that one. That, that one I do a lot. I don't, I don't suppress <laughs> them. I just, like, look at them as they pass, give them a solid nod, and usher them out the door. <laughs> nice of you to stop by. Now get the Hello. fuck out. I, Welcome. Jesus Christ. I do the, you don't exist. Who invited that right. bitch? <laughs> emotions. What? I just do the, oh, that, that's not a thing. I'm going to go over here and distract myself with something shiny and booze related. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap her up here. Um, uh, not like a condom or like a bow, just end it. Uh huh. So let's talk about your ratings, Danny. What do you think? I think about a two. There's not a lot of spice. It's a lot of build up, which I I greatly enjoy build up, but it's not a lot of spice. Yeah, it's definitely a two for me. It's more than a one, as in there is spice, but it's not anything to write home about spice wise. Spice wise. I think I, I think I'd give it like a two point five. Like, cause there's there's a lot of like not spice spice. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not they didn't go all the way, but they they like have the build up and there's like a lot of moments that like get your heart like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is my personal favorite. Like if you can make my heart go, oh my god, <laughs> like, I'm like yes, this is my favorite thing. Um, and so I, I guess I'll give it a 2.5 because it's like, is it like crazy spicy? No. But I also wonder if like our spice rating is maybe skewing a little bit to too to, to low for some of these. Because like, I'm a little concerned about what our five looks like. Our, our five, I think, just involves more... Of all of it. I was, I was about to say I mean, more. It's got to be very graphic. Well, I was going to say more places, <laughs> but I'm just like, I think just more of everything. Yeah. You know? Mm. I'm, I'll be interested to see when we get to a five. I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> it will be. Okay. I think, I think it'll be my guess. This is my prediction. I, the top of the episode where we have a, a spice level five will be, Danny! Danny, no! <laughs> Why? <laughs> Not everything Danny, is no. my fault. It's kind of my fault. It's fine. <laughs> It'll just be me going, how dare you, first of all. Um, I, w- I guess that is true. I would call, um, in a very negative way, the book I did try to read, which was uh, the Anne Rice's capturing Sleeping Beauty or whatever it is, that was definitely a level five spice, but not an enjoyable level five oh. spice. So I, I guess I, I do have a point of reference. Okay. Yeah. What about romance? This is like a, it's like a four-ish, I think, for me. I would yeah. agree with that. I really liked the romance. I like the a couple. Good, solid. They have yeah. a lot of really cute, not sexy sexy moments but really cute like flirtations that i enjoy yeah they just have like really nice tete-a-tetes mm-hmm. um i think mm-hmm. i used that word correctly we're gonna pretend i did uh and i really enjoyed that part just like the like little sassy moments mm-hmm. where they're flirting and being sassy even when they're fighting yeah i just i love when i like it when they're fighting i'm like you guys just want to jump each other's bones. That's what's happening here. Wiggles, did you give your yes. romance spicing? Do you want a four too? I just, I okay. concur. It's, uh, it's definitely a four. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think that they, they make a good couple in that there's enough tension where you're, you're like, it's not 100% certain. Like, obviously it's, it's a romance book. So you're like, they're going to get together in the end, but you're not 100% certain that it's like, mm. 
gonna be a good one. And then it's like, oh, that's I cute. will say, although the end was a little too yeah. cheesy to yeah. for me. Yeah, I do think that they had a healthy romance, which maybe like is why I don't know. I was gonna say why it maybe like their romance isn't as appealing to me but it is because i really enjoyed it it was just like healthy the only unhealthy part was literally the <laughs> curse that made him not be able to tell her why he left her yeah like earlier his fault mm-hmm. yeah that which it was kind of hers yeah, and then they really look out for one another which is it's yeah. nice they're not like there's no pressure like there's like going way back to one of their first interactions where she's like, um, I, I don't think we should take this mm-hmm. any further. It's going to get too complicated. I'm sorry. And he's like, don't apologize mm-hmm. for that. Like, that's you never need to apologize for anything like that. And I'm like, wow, this is like a good, positive reaction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, erupting pissed offness. Like, they have arguments, sure, but nothing that's not warranted nothing that mm-hmm. no flying off the handle for no fucking reason and the only time he right. i guess quote unquote did fly off the handle wasn't even had anything to do with her it was about doucheface mcgee mm-hmm. french alpha guy which was fair i wanted to punch him in the face too oh i did too so many times mm-hmm. i wanted rose yes. to punch him in the face god yeah just because he was such a dick to her oh yeah it's like she is gorgeous Mm -hmm. she is extremely powerful she's extremely like well versed in managing your society which is her job like Mm -hmm. almost as a politician and yet you're just gonna be like i'm using her and i don't really love her and it's just like fuck you fuck you i just want i just wanted the moment of just i'm sure when it comes to like her romance i think he's probably gonna come around he's gotta come back right he's gotta be the villain of that again although he did lose his seat as alpha right so he's now gonna be more erratic i know yeah he's like a a a cornered animal now so So i bet he does come back now he's gonna now i'm gonna need to read this up Mm -hmm. the second book i know (laughs) i I feel yeah i feel like that is eventually coming up in our in our future um I also will say, though, I, I hope in the sequels that the sisters are less timid. There's something about those two in that sort of they have the opposite reaction to everything that their mother did to be these, like, very quiet, meek mm-hmm. people. I don't think, I never really got that from Violet. One of my best lines is, I think it, I can't remember if it's her mother or her grandmother who said, don't let that mouth of yours run away. And Violet's response was, it doesn't run. Sometimes it skips. <laughs> Well, no, she was saying her well, that's, sisters. that's what I'm saying. Violet's sisters. Oh, the sisters oh, are I mean, thought you meant all yeah. of the sisters. Like, yeah, the yeah, no. Well, I think Rose yeah. will change because she's had to be like that because she has to have that, like, Political perfect... mask. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. Olive is just like, I just want to read my books. And I'm like, same, girl. Same. <laughs> I felt that, <laughs> right? There, there's a line in the very beginning of this miniseries that I love called Austin Austin. Oh my god, I love that. Which, by the way, Danny, you gotta get on this. <laughs> it's a tripping ass. Um, but <laughs> like her boyfriend comes over drunk as shit and is like, "Hey, baby, you wanna?" And she's like, "I just wanna read my book." And I was like, "I feel sweet in every way." <laughs> The same thing happens in the movie Pleasantville at one point. Like, yeah. the guy's throwing rocks at her window. And he's like, come on, we were gonna. And she's like, I, I'm reading. But I'm busy. She's like, I'm busy. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm reading. I'm like, girl, yes. 
Some of my favorite nights are like, I'm just going to pour myself some wine and read my book, maybe take a bath while also mm-hmm. reading my book and drinking the wine. And that's the best fucking thing in the world. It is. Especially if you like... See, I don't know how people cold. read and take a bath. Like, it's it's not comfortable. I don't understand how you do I that. I have a thing that holds my book. Yeah. I have one of those too. I just, I, tr- I tried it because I was like, I bet this is nice. Everybody always says it's nice. And then I was like, okay, but now I'm like, my hands are cold, um, as well as my titties, because they don't make tubs big enough for us bigger gals. And so my titties are out, they're cold, my hands are cold, and I'm, or they're wet and ruining my book. I don't... I couldn't do it. I don't like baths. I didn't used to like baths um, until I just, like, I started seeing them recently, and... I have to have the water hot most of the time. So they're either very short or it gets refilled a few times. But I can't do a physical book. Mine would have to be like my Kindle because then I'm not as concerned. Mm. Yeah. I'm too clumsy for that. I'm like terrified that I would then drop the Kindle in there. You are like just the – You are a very clumsy person. I don't know how to express (laughs) how concerningly (laughs) clumsy you are. (laughs) It's a miracle. You haven't broken my, more things. My death will probably be like a freak accident where you'll be like, I don't know how she fell into the, the world's biggest paper shredder. I don't even know what she was doing there, but that's what happened. Well, that would be everybody else. And I'd just be in the background like, well, this makes sense. Like, I think feel like Liz and I yeah. would be sitting there to go. tracks. Mm, I can't even be mad. Like, that, like she, she, she went out like she did. She's falling down. <laughs> Just falling into shit she didn't belong in. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay, so do you... So... Oh, well, ahead. I was going to move on to the, the next part of the the, the wrapping. So was... Oh, my God. God. So okay. It's like... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we need to wrap this up. And compose okay, yourself. so... What's your overall rating of it, then? I know what mine is. Mm, 3.5. I I Fair. could do a 3.5. I think I'm sitting... Shit, I don't know what I put it in Goodreads. I think a 4. And here's the reason. So, I, like, I have a general rating, and everything is in the same, like, vein. Um, which means that 5 is going to only be my perfect books. And now I've kind of gotten to the point of, like, well, that's not really fair, because some books... Like, you can't compare this book to, like, um, Memoirs of a Geisha, which is one of my favorite books. Like, you just can't compare them. And I think this book really accomplishes what it set out to do. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. And so it's Mm -hmm. a four. Fair enough. I also rated it a four. Um, I don't know if it was correct timing, but, uh, you know, I, I, I listened to it again. Um, in preparation for this episode and I feel I still feel good about that four like it just it's one that I it was not a chore to reread I was just like yeah this is this is fun this is a fun little adventure that we're on here together um and so I was pretty happy with it I was too I I really genuinely enjoyed it it made me laugh a lot Mm -hmm. and made it there were steamy moments of, of wanting I just feel like a lot of times in books that are meant to be fun romps, mm-hmm. that they focus more on the, like, 
like the romp part and forget that you have to actually build characters that are interesting and i think she builds characters that are interesting other than the fact that i want link to brood more but that's just a personal yeah thing. that's just a that's just a me thing <laughs> i just like a broody man what you can i say not like healthy relationships shut up <laughs> i like healthy relationships in real life but like i read books for problems which else, there's a reason i have been single as long as i have i don't have healthy relationships so no i don't want healthy relationships in my books it's just not exciting to read a book that's like and then we sat down and had a conversation about our disagreement yep you know no i, I mean like there's got to be conflict yeah but like because <laughs> that's just a book right like if you wrote one day mr and mrs smith sat down in the same chair next to each other and they were like, wow, what a lovely evening. And that was the entire book. You would be like, what the fuck was that? Actually, there is a whole thing. Oh my God, hold up. Okay, so there's a whole thing <laughs> of that about this like, ugh, shit, this type of book, uh, genre thing where it, that's what it is. And I can't remember what it's called, ugh, the genre, but it's about like, it's books that, sounds boring. No, no, it's supposed to be books that are about like more everyday things, but some people really love them and one is a one is like called orcs and lattes or something and i really want to read it and i don't don't remember and i'm upset oh are you talking about um you're talking about fantasy low stakes fantasy low stakes fantasy Hmm. i've never yeah i would consider this book to fall into that category this is a low stakes fantasy Mm -hmm. world right so like you're still in a fantasy world and the but the the worst case scenario is the worst case scenario that's always been true for women is that they're going to marry you off to some old fucking miser. That's true. And that's your life, right? Like, um, which it's not low stakes for her, but it's low stakes for the world yeah. that they're in. Plus, I mean, it's it's like, uh, I'm pretty sure the book was written in 2021, if I remember right. Or 2020. And, like, it's very recent. Mm-hmm. You know? We live in the modern age of cheating. Like, you really... Like, the, the stakes aren't quite the same. <laughs> it's like, if you really got married to someone you hate, like, you'd just be like, okay, that was fun. Peace. I'm, I'm now gonna not do you. For sure. <laughs> You're gross. Um, um, okay. So, with all that in mind, what would you recommend if people liked this book? I mean, I'm going to start off with what I've been saying already. If you like this book, you probably would like Charmed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very episodic um, in how they writ- wrote it. Uh, I cannot speak to the to the new seasons. I'm talking about the older, like, early 2000s stuff. Um, the new seasons, the first... Liz and I watched the first episode together and we were like, Wow. Uh. Yeah, like, I don't even remember it because I think my brain just went like, "No, this isn't worth keeping around." No, no. But I really wanted to like it too because, like, I, I, I had really no problem with them putting in brand new characters. Although I was hoping like there would be like a throwback to the original in some way. Um, but like they like took names and ideas from the original and then they were like and that's all that's all we, like we've we've concepts from the original like white lighters and um and the power of three and everything else is not doesn't even make sense in this world um so yeah so just if you like that i'm not shitting on it i just one episode is all i've seen but like it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that floats my boat but the original television show has the same cheesiness factor that this mm-hmm. does, and it also like, 
has kind of the same like slightly forbidden romance only the it's a little bit more forbidden in in the show um and this like expanded world of of witches and demons and werewolves and and all kinds of yeah. other things so that's my recommendation um i would probably say and this has nothing to do with like there is no like paranormal in this show or anything it's just it's more about like women getting each other through things and and a little bit of the romance as well um there's a show on netflix called sweet magnolias I haven't seen it yet, and it keeps Netflix keeps telling me I'm supposed to see it, but I haven't. It's very good. Same. It's very good. In fact, so the the um, first season leaves on like a big cliffhanger, and I watched it like when it first came out because I was like, "Oh, this looks good," and got like sucked the fuck in. <laughs> and then I had to wait for the next season, and it was a big cliffhanger. I'm like, "Fuck you, Netflix! How dare you?" <laughs> um, but yeah, I I would suggest that one. It's really good. It's very much about like. Getting yourselves through something by your own willpower, which I kind of feel like she kind of has to learn that, you know, she doesn't need people and she just needs to, not necessarily that she doesn't need people, but she needs to hold herself up, essentially, is what I think of when I think of this book. She needed to learn to trust herself before things worked out, and that's kind of what the main character in in Sweet Magnolias does. Cool. So... My recommendation would be um, the Hollows series. It's a book series by mm-hmm. Kim Harrison, and it is also Supernaturals are out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little bit more high stakes than this. And is this like the uh, Dead Witch yeah. Walking? Ooh. Yeah. The book that you okay, didn't sorry. like. I did, sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> the book Wiggles didn't like. Um, I, didn't, I did not like it. I just didn't like yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I, on the other hand, am obsessed with it, and there's like fucking 12 books in the series or Ooh. something. Um, it is got a witch main character. She's super fucking sassy. And she is in some romances throughout it. There's a very little spice, it, but it comes up here and then. Um, but if you just want some badass witch being sassy and being in modern Cincinnati, um, it's pretty good. Why Cincinnati? I think it's because that's where the author like grew yeah, up or lived enough. or something. So you just write about where you know. Sorry, Cincinnati, not not bashing on you. I'm just saying it, it's no. a weird choice. I am. I hate Cincinnati. I've never been. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know shit about Cincinnati. Um, the other thing I might recommend, though, you have to get back maybe past some of the cheesiness or like sometimes mediocre acting is The Witches of East End. Um, which is a TV show that used to be, I think, on Lifetime. It lasted for three seasons. It was about these. Wait, I've yes. seen this. Yep. <laughs> um, it's about these two sisters and their mom and their aunt and their all witches living in modern, <laughs> somewhere on the East Coast. I don't think it is Salem, but, you know, that vibe. It has all the trashy yep. vibes of, like, the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> um, it does. I it should have been a W. Love show. the <laughs> fact that you're shitting on all of my fucking recommendations. <laughs> God wiggles. Oh, here's the thing: I can't shit on them if I haven't watched them or read them. And so, like, here's the thing: like, guilty party, it, me, right? Like, I I enjoyed them. They're just also terrible. Yeah. Sometimes you want to watch something <laughs> that's just. You just want to watch something that's terrible. Yeah. 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 I'm, I watched almost every season of The Vampire Diaries. I'm guilty as charged. Yeah, I have not. They're terrible. 
Don't do it. All right, everyone. This has been I'm Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets. Please follow us on all of the socials, either at Wrong Dust Jackets or Wrong Jackets, um, depending on the social you're on. Or you can go to our website at wrongdustjackets.com. Find uh, all of the information you want. Uh, like, subscribe, follow, comment, do a dance. I don't know. All that shit. Um, I'm Liz. I'm Danny. And I'm Wiggles. And we're only here on Tuesdays. We're only here on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you.